All right. I said, uh, you know, here's the thing. We don't want to take on no bad attitude now. Okay, because um, we're Christian people. And I know that sometimes you want to get in the flesh. But I don't want to bring any condemnation to myself. I'm doing bad as it is. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going through some stuff. So I don't want to, I don't want to disobey God's word. I want to stay in line with God's word. So, so, so take on the attitude that I'm going to do this thing as a Christian. Amen. Last week we stopped off and I talked to you, I, t- I spoke to you last week about lordship. Remember that? And then I came in on Sunday and I realized I still had a little bit more work to do. Amen. Because we started something on Sunday that really blew my mind. And one of the things that we t- we talked about on Sunday is that when we, as we close out this series on the church, just want my money. Handout number four. Everybody has that? Handout number four? Okay, if you don't have one, uh, ushers will give you one. If they have, if they have them. Raise your hand real quick. We'll get you, get you one, okay? And I told you that one of the ways that God has used to establish himself or finance in his work is by using the tithe. We know this. Um, the Bible is clear that we ought to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Why are we bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse, John? (laughs) That's the Nelson translation. Amen. That's how we pay bills. (laughs) That too is because it's holy. It's holy. And you remember that. All right, that's a great concept we learned. So I'm just kind of, you know, so, so where we went the last two weeks was this. The, the, I don't have to teach you about giving anymore if it's in your heart. Right? I told you that if, if it's in your heart, we ain't got to talk. Listen, I don't talk about money. But I wanted to clear up the myth that the church just wants your money. <laughs> Right? And, and, and so what, what we've established, watch this, we've been here eight weeks. Right? The whole semester. And so what I want to say to you is this. God doesn't want anything from you. There's nothing you can offer to God that really will really, whoo. What you can offer to God is the gift of praise. You can, you can give him some praise. You know what I mean? You can, God is not impressed with your money. Matter of fact, it's not yours. And if he chooses tomorrow, he can cut that off. But here's the thing, though. I told you that one of the other ways that you can keep from falling back in tithing is you have to make him Lord. Now, I saw a connection that I want to show you, right? What's that scripture we went to last week? We went to that scripture, and the scripture says... Uh, it, I believe it was Luke. Is it Luke? What you have? Tell me what you have. 
from last week. Go, go to the other one with, with the circle on it. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I'll, let me see. All right. This just this just happened. I want to show you something. Right here. Right. 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 Go. Go to Luke. Chapter 9. Yes, 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 yes. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. My goodness. You know what I want to say to you? Ever since I've been teaching this, the tithing of our church has went up. Oh, nobody want to clap. Nobody want to clap. Somebody's listening. Somebody's saying, Pastor, I'm taking God at his word. Right? So, somebody's saying, man, I, I believe, I believe what you're saying, Pastor, is real. I believe this is working in my life. You, you follow what I'm saying? It's working. It's working for me. Right? But, but watch this. Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Now, this is the part that really got me. Remember I told you, in lordship, right? In lordship. Luke, Luke chapter what? Verse 62, not verse 1. Verse 62. Look what he says here. Verse 62, he says what? But Jesus said to him, no one after what? Putting his hands to the plow and doing what? And looking back. Now remember what I told you lordship is. Lordship means that Christ has preeminence. He has first place. In your life. Now, if he does not have first place, Jesus says that if you put your hands to the plow and you keep looking back, you are not kingdom fit. Right? And then I saw connection. Watch the connection. Look at the next verse. Okay, so read someone chapter 10. Go ahead, read chapter 10, beginning in verse 1. Now after, this, the Lord appointed... after what? What's the context? Give me the context. And he said to another, follow me, verse 59. And he said, well, Lord, permit me first to go and what? Bury my father. You know his father wasn't dead, right? Good. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury the dead, right? After what? After having this discussion with his disciples about what true, what? Lordship means and discipleship. He says, now after this. Got it? What did he do after this? He appointed what? 70 others and he sent them in what? Pairs ahead of him. Go ahead, read on. Keep reading. And he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord. Ooh. The harvest is what? But the what? But the laborers 
a what? See, there's only a few who will take him up on his offer. And here's the thing. A lot of us want to follow Christ, but we want to follow him with some reservations. Jesus said, listen, let the dead bury the dead. One guy, he says, come follow me. He said, well, you know what, let me, let me go home and say goodbye to my family. You know, you know we, we want to have a party first because this is my going away party. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, man, are you crazy? He says, either you're in or you're out. And what lordship is all about is this. You cannot become comfortable being the kind of Christian that just jumps in when you can fit in. Hello, somebody. You want to be the kind of Christian that says, listen, this is a way of life. I know we all have struggles. We all struggling with something. All of us in this room right now, we're struggling with something. But notice, Jesus never said, hey, bro, um, I know you're dealing with that. Come follow me. You know, deal with that. No, he says, come follow me now. See, so don't worry about what you're dealing with. Come as you are and in the journey, God will transform you as you go. Is that powerful? Watch this. Watch this. Read the rest of that for me. Wow, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to do what? Into his what? Wonderful. Keep keep going. Actually, yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now watch this. Jesus said, if I'm the Lord of your life, you want to plan. You want to pack a suitcase. You want to get your nice shoes. You want to put aside your nice dress. You want to get your Nikes, you know what I mean? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You, listen, you, you, we, let, let, you want to do all this elaborate things before you come. He says, hey, take nothing for the journey. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? What is, why does he say that? What verse? Verse 4. Go back to verse 4. He says what? Verse 4. Verse 4. Go back to verse Carry what? Now, now, in those, now, here's some culture for you. So, so let, me give you, let me give you culture right quick. In, 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 the, in that time, in the biblical time, they would, they would strap a money belt around them, right? And they would, whenever they go on a journey, they would take what that was necessary for the journey and they would strap the money belt on. And guess what? They would begin the journey. Jesus said, hey, if you're going to follow me, you have to stop giving me a whole bunch of excuses. 
Oh, when I get it right, I'm going to come. Oh, when I get enough money, then I'll come. You know, you know how many ex-drug dealers I've had in this church? You know how many ex-people who had corporate people, not just drug dealers, uh, corporate people who had big-time jobs, but when they ended up here, they were at their last they're like, man, when I had, when I had that, when, I, when you had that, God didn't have your attention. You understand what I'm saying? When, when you had all these things that you had, you wasn't thinking about God. Come on, somebody. Isn't that interesting that when we have what we have, and then when we come to God with nothing, then we keep talking about the past or what we used to have. May I say this to you? God is not impressed with your stuff. He sent them out what? Two by two. He said, tell you what, take, take, take what? Carry no money belt. No bag. No shoes. And greet no one on the way. Know why he said that? Because he don't want nobody to feel sorry for you. Jesus says, take none of these things with you. Because if you're going to make Jesus Lord of your life, you have to do it by faith. And the only way for you to see if God, Jesus is Lord, is to see if he's working in your life. Watch this. With you adding nothing to it. I can't, I can't bring anything to God. I'm coming as I am, God. Here I am, Lord. Take me as I am. I don't have nothing. I'm bringing nothing. You said bring nothing. Here I am. I'm showing up for duty. Do I have anybody? And when you make Jesus Lord of your life, it means that you are, you are not adding anything to the situation. You're just making yourself available. Available. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, he says in the next verse, he says, for whatever house you enter first, say what? Peace to this house. Go on. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will what? Return. So what he's saying, what he was preparing his disciples for is to say to them, listen, you're going to follow me, but here's the thing. Not everybody's going to accept you. You see, we have a view of Christianity, right? You know, where people think that, you know what? Everybody's going to like you. Not, not everybody's going to like you for what you represent. If you're not a party girl... Come on, somebody. If you ain't out there selling drugs, if you ain't out there doing this, if you ain't out there doing that, guess what? If you're not going to fall in the popular crowd because you're following someone that's greater than all of this. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. Go on, verse 7. He says, stay in that house, eating and drinking what they give you for the laborer, the laborer, that's where I'm going with this tonight. The what? The laborer is what? Worthy. Do not keep what? Moving from house to house. 
You know what? You know what he's saying to them? <clears throat> Watch this. I have somebody. If you don't support the pastor, I got somebody. I got somebody who would love to support the man of God. That brings me to what I was talking about Sunday. As a laborer of Jesus Christ, you got to remember when you give up something for Christ, he going to look out for you. Are you hearing me? God will take care of his own. He says the laborer is what? Worthy of his wages. But watch this. Here's the thing. You're laboring, when you're laboring for God, he has people that he's blessing right now. Listen to me real good. He has people that he's blessing right now to be a blessing to the laborer in the kingdom. And so when I, when I talked about this on Sunday on lesson four, and I told you that there are certain mandates that God has given, certain injunctions found in the following passages where Paul talks about how does the one who is supporting the laborer, how are they blessed? Well, that's what I want to show you tonight. Now, I showed you Galatians 6.6. 6. Go there. Because I know some of you probably did not listen to the podcast. I have a sneaky suspicion. Sanctified imagination and spiritual discernment that possibly you didn't listen to that. Galatians 6.6, 6, what does it say? Now, notice what he says. He says the laborer, before he says the laborer is what? Worthy of what? Right. Now, remember, he told them, take nothing. Take nothing for the journey. Why should you not take anything for the journey? Listen, because you're trusting God. May I say this to you? If you're trusting God right now, you better trust that God's going to take care of you. Are you with me? If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and you've given up a lot of things to serve God, you got to believe that God is going to take care of you. Stop doubting. Stop doubting. God is going to take care of you. Galatians 6.6. 6. You know how to get to Galatians? Go eat popcorn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Amen. What does it say? The who. The one who is what? Who's being taught the word tonight? Who's doing the teaching tonight? The Holy Spirit is. <laughs> Through the man of God. The one who is taught the word ought to what? Hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. First of all, how did you get into position to share? Say it, Sister Alman, what'd you say? God did what? He blessed you. Do you remember when you came here? Didn't have nothing, pretty much. Amen. You were struggling. 
You were making it, but you were struggling. But now you've been taught the word of God. I have to go over this again. Now that you've been taught the word of God, now you have something to share. God says, it's not because you came and, oh, Not because you were so spiritual. Not because you were shando, shando, shando. You know. <laughs> not because you spoke in tongues and not because somebody put their hands on you and you laid on the floor. What because of all of that. He says, you were taught what? The word. The word. He says, the one who, circle the who in your Bible, is taught the word is to what? Is to do what? Share. Listen. There are things I have now that I never had in my life. There's things I used to sit back and look at other people and say, man, I wish, I wish, I wish I. I wish, I wish, I wish. You ever been there? I wish. I, wa- I wasn't coveting, okay? I wasn't coveting. Okay, but I was just like, man, I, when I first came into the kingdom, I, I see all these guys that was around. I was around some blessed men, you understand? And I was like, man, I sure wish I could drive a car like that. Sure wish I could wear a suit like that. Sure wish I could, you know. And then I started listening to the word of God. And then I started to apply the word of God. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I found myself, oh, shoot, look at this. I got me a new suit. I came, I, I'll never forget the first suit I bought. And I walked into church and everybody's like, oh, it was a great feeling. It was, a, listen, nobody gave me no money. It was because I was taught the word. I applied the principle and God blessed me because of the teaching. He says that the one who is taught the word is to share what? All good things with the one who what? You want to know how I got the suit? I started taking up that little envelope that had a little heart on it. Amen. And every week I went to church, I started putting, I started off with $2. said, man, I hope he don't laugh at me. But my pastor would take those envelopes as I take your envelopes and I pray over them. God bless them. Because obviously heard, you got something good out of the teaching. And when you get something good out of the teaching, it is natural, he says, for you to what? To share. Now, the word share. You know what the word share means? What does it mean? Tell me what it means. To contribute. What else? (laughs) I just wrote one down. To, to, watch this, watch this, watch this now. 
to be an associate. That's what it means. It means that you and I now are in partnership together because since I've been listening to the word that you've been teaching me, Pastor, my life is not the same. Now watch the next verse. Now remember I told you about context? Watch the next verse. What the next verse say? Oh, God is not what? Watch this. Context. What's the context? What's the context? What did he say before? What did we just read? 6-6. Six, six. What is it saying 6-6? Six, six? Tell me what it's saying 6-6, six, six, John. Come on, John. Come on, John. You got to move fast. Come on. The one who is what? Taught the word. Ought to share with who? With the one who teaches. Going back to the going back, you stay on seven. Do not be what? So what he's saying is with all of the good things you've been getting, there's a possibility that deception can creep in and you can forget how you got it. You got it because the man of God was up here laboring in the word of God, sweating on election night. Amen. While you're sitting down enjoying everything, right? You, you, you are benefiting from it. He says, do not be what? Deceived. God is not what? Mocked. Watch this. You know what the word mock means? I'm glad I didn't have nothing in there. <laughs> give, me a, give me a napkin, Hurt. <laughs> Hurt, you got one, Hurt? Okay, you have one? All right, all right. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I ain't had nothing. Oh, there you go, there you go, there you go, Hurt. Thank you, Hurt. Oh. He says every time you receive good things and you keep it to yourself, you're blowing snot in God's face. That's what being, that's what mocking is. He says you're mocking God because you're getting, but you're not giving. That's what he says. He says, for whatever a what? A man sows. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. This he will also reap. May I ask you something? Why aren't you blessed? Say that again. How can you get, how can you get anything when you now now remember who you're sowing it into who you're sowing it into the one who's what y'all getting this thing go to verse 8 go to verse 8 for the one who sows see here's the thing we be, we've become so good when we start getting blessed we sow into our flesh 
Look what he says. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from his own flesh what? Reap what? Corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit. So what is he saying? He's saying every time you take that gift and you sow it into the one who's teaching you, you're sowing into the what? Spirit. In good soul. Is that deep? If you want to be blessed, you got to follow God's plan for blessings. That's what he says. He says, he says, he says, the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap what? Eternal life. Go to this scripture. Go to first, this is where we stop. Go to first Corinthians nine. And verse 3. This is where I stopped off last week. I mean Sunday. Now let me tell you what's happening here. And I hate, I, I'm repeating myself, but. First Corinthians chapter 9. And verse 3. What does it say? My defense to those who what? Now here's what Paul had to do his whole ministry. Paul had to give an explanation why he was blessed. His whole ministry. He was accused, lied on, talked about, mistreated. Watch this. But there were some super apostles in the mix. Okay? Some guys that looked the part. Paul didn't look the part. And what they would do is they would talk Paul down. They were like, is he apostle? Why are you looking like that? If he's blessed, how come how come he driving a whore, a donkey and not a horse? You know what I'm saying? You know, that kind of, that kind of scenario, you know what I mean? You know. He says, to those who examine me, my defense, listen, my defense for those who examine me is this. Watch this. Do we not have the right to what? Watch this. Let's read on. Do we not have a right to take along a what? A believing wife? Notice I told you about the super apostles. Watch it, watch it. Even as the what? So, so watch this. The rest of the apostles, listen, their first lady had the big hats. <laughs> Amen. Had this special seat. They walk in with their first lady on their arm like, yeah. Paul says, don't I have that right too? How come, how come the one who's teaching you the word, truth, can't get nothing back from you? Watch this now. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, do we not have the right to bring along a believing wife, even as the rest of the apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Verse 6. Or do only Barnabas and I not have a right to refrain from what? You know what he was saying? Paul says, hold on, man. I preach at night. I get up in the morning. Guess what I got to do? I got to go build tents. That's what he was, a tent builder. If you want to hear my story, listen to the one from yesterday, from Sunday. 
I have to build websites tonight when I leave here. Gosh, I said it. See? Paul say, why I gotta why why I gotta work? When they're super apostles, they gotta work. But you're not benefiting from their teaching. Watch this. Wherever you have sown a seed, ask yourself a question. Ask yourself a real question, okay? Here's a question. How many of you have given to a church, to a pastor, given sown into a church? All right, now watch this. Who benefited? Did you? <laughs> no, 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 that's not a wrong right answer. You got to look at your life and say, okay, when I, how many of you gave like a lot of money to the church? Let me see, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand if you sown a lot of money to the church. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you sowed that seed, right? Did you, did, no, 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 forget the soil. When you sowed that seed, who benefited? No, I'm saying, but did you? No, 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 you, 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 you missed it, you missed it. Did you, now watch this, did you really, be, I know in theory you're supposed to benefit. But when you sowed that seed, who benefited? Oh, thank you. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Give me a high five. Give me a high five. So that tells me that who you sowed in, come on, somebody, <laughs> that wasn't good soil. Because if you, whenever you sow, because you remember saying, whenever you sow into the man of God, remember what he said, you will reap what? Good things. So whenever you give, if you're not reaping back, you got to say, hold on now. Not that you're doing it for that reason, but you got to ask yourself a question. Watch this. Here's how you reap. You reap peace. You get better understanding. You're kept from temptation. You want to go, you yeah, know, you want to go do some stuff, but it's your seed that you've sown that has kept you because of the teaching of the word of God that God says, don't you go do that. The Holy Spirit restrains you. Watch what Paul says. Who at any time serves as a soldier at what? Now, I asked my deacon, he said, well, the cops, you know, they, they're very unique. They got to pay for some of their uniforms. I said, shoot. But when you go to the military, guess what? What happens when you go to the military, John? John, John, what happened when you go to the military? Everything pays on pastor. You gotta go to war. <laughs> Your clothes is paid for. Your food is paid for. What else? I mean, your shelter. I mean, every no one who serves as a soldier pays for anything. Now, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Who is the pastor serving? He's serving God. But he's actually serving you. 
And how's the kingdom financed? Through you by what God supplies you. So should the pastor have to work and worry about taking care of the flock at the same time? Shouldn't have to. Watch what he goes on to say. Watch what he says. He says, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of the what? Now, I'm going somewhere with this, right? Who tends to a flock and does not use what? The milk of the flock. Listen, I got all these goats and cows. And I go out there and I start milking them cows, right? You think I'm not going to bring me home some cow milk? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I, do you think I'm not going to drink me some milk? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't trying to hear. I'm going to kill me one of them cows and have me some hamburgers. <laughs> and some steak. I don't get out here every day, and guess what I'm doing? I'm milking these cows. <laughs> Amen. I'm feeding the cow. Listen, when the cow's straight, I got to bring the cow back home. Come on, somebody. When the goat get away, I got to go find the goat and bring the goat back home. I'm sorry, you're a sheep, you're a sheep. <laughs> so now watch this. Whatever the goat or the cow or whatever produces, he says, the one who's taking care of it should get something from it. Should share, you should share. Because watch this. If you didn't have a shepherd, you'd be lost. Come on, somebody. If you didn't have a pastor who prayed for you, you don't understand half of what you've been through, half of what you should have been through is because somebody is praying for you every day. I don't just play when I text. You notice, I don't just text you at the same time every day. It's when I really get in prayer and finish praying for you that I put, I prayed for you past tense. Hello, somebody. That's every day. If you've been part of this church, you've gotten a text from me every day that I'm praying for you. Even on weekends. So that's what I call tending to the flock. So could I not get some, can I get some milk from the flock? Amen. Praise the Lord. Look, we said verse eight. He says, I'm not speaking these things according to human judgment, am I? Or does not the law also said these things, say these things? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not what? While he's threshing. God is not concerned about the oxen, is he? Now, you know what he's saying there. He says, how can you muzzle the ox while he's threshing? In other words... When you, when, you make, when you don't do your part and the pastor has to work, you are restricting his ability to plow the land. Watch the text. Or is he speaking altogether for our sake? Yes, for our sake it was written. The plowman ought to plow what? In hope. And the thresher what? To thresh in what? 
in hope of what? Of what? Of what? Some of us are stingy. That's a nice way of saying it. Everything you get, you just hold it, man. Your hands so closed. They look like cups. You won't open them. It's always open to receive, but then when you get it, man, please. Let me tell you what's so ironic. Let me tell you what's so funny. And I know this about me, right? I I can hold on to some money for months. I mean months. Listen, shoot, it's in my pocket. Months. Daddy got my I ain't got no money. <laughs> Daddy can't got no money. So I went to Los Angeles last month. I went to Los Angeles last month at the beginning of the month. I came back, I had four hundred dollars in my pocket. And all month long, right, what I'd been doing, right, is every time it comes Sunday to tithe, I've been taking that money out of here. I've been tithing. And I was down to my last hundred. I was like, I ain't, I ain't spending that. I'm going to hold on to that. Stingy, I'm going to hold on to that. And so I'm holding on to that hundred dollar bill hurt. I'm like, I ain't letting go of that hundred dollar bill. Shoot. You know, it looked good. I Ooh, hundred dollar bill. It looked good. You know what I'm saying, John? <laughs> when I start talking money, he's like, yeah, I know what that means. I got to hold on to this $100 bill, man. I've been holding on to that $100 bill. And last week, the opportunity came up. You know those cups y'all got last Sunday? Well, that wasn't from the church. That was from me. And the lady said, it's going to cost you X, X, and X. I said, come on, man. (laughs) See, I don't have a problem sharing. And then I went to see her money. She's like, you know, you know it costs more than what you gave me. I said, well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. And then do it that I gave you my last hundred that was burning in my pocket. I wasn't finna give it away. What I'm saying is comes a point where you see an opportunity. I saw an opportunity to sow a seed. And that's what I did. And what the very thing that you're holding on to is the very thing you need to release. Because guess what? I got that money back on Sunday. I don't think if somebody sowed a seed in my life on Sunday that doubled what? I paid for the cups. God showed me a principle. Had you held on to it, you would have never opened up to get that blessing. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says in verse 11. What time are they going to know who, who present? All right. No, no, all right. No, 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 we ain't worried about this. Verse 11. Watch what he said. What did he say? What did he say, Heard? If we sow. If we sowed ED. What that means, Sister Alicia? ED. 
<laughs> okay. And, and watch this. What am I sowing? The one who's taught the word. Right? I'm, I'm sowing spiritual things. He says, the, if we sowed spiritual things in you, Right? Look what he says. Look what he says. Is it too much? Watch this. You wouldn't have what you have or what you have had you not gotten the teaching that you got. And God is blessing you. But if you don't see God's blessings upon you, then you will start thinking it's you. He says, if we sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much for us to reap what? You know what he was saying? He's saying, listen, it wasn't until you got, it wasn't until you started to be taught the right way that you started to get all this stuff. I done bless homes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I done bless cars. I done prayed for jobs. Amen. I, I, I done seen people, yeah, I done seen you blessed. I, uh, yeah, you've been blessed. He says, is it too much to reap material things from you? But what, watch what Paul says, though. Watch what Paul says. Paul says, if others share the right over you, not do, do we not more, nevertheless, we did not what? Use this right, but we endured all things so that we will cause no hindrances. To what? So you know what he's saying? If it's a problem for you, keep it. All Paul did was presented a, a point. Hey, you you you've been promoted. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. You 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 stepped out on faith. You understand what I'm saying? I remember, I remember, I, I remember. You understand that God has promoted. Is, is it too much? And I said this Sunday, there's, so, there's some people in this church that faithful. Sister, thank you. Yeah, you. She, she don't even belong to our church. She's been, so, ever since we met her, she's been sowing into my wife and I. I told my wife, I said, now, come on now. We got, we got to do something. We got to get this lady something. I mean, she just keep coming around here with some food. I mean, I'm talking, she owns a catering business. She has, I'm, I'm talking about some, some, talking about some food, some groceries. You know what I'm saying? John. I'll pick on Devin next week. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Amen. Amen. Really. And I believe that God is going to bless you because of the seed that you've sown in us. 
See, so because a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm giving my tithes, so guess what? That should cover everything. <laughs> That's how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's real robotics there, boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get my tithes. So you know what? No, man, he should take care of himself. Shoo, he, you know what I mean? I found out there was a church. <laughs> the pastor got a raise. And so therefore, some people rose up in the church and took, took the deacon. They, start, they sued each other. For giving the pastor a raise. Carnal. But let me get to this and I'm going to close. He says, I had this right over you, but I didn't take advantage of you. You understand what I'm saying? There are some men out here that are taking advantage of, of people. And you got to be very careful of that. But watch the next te- the next verse. Do you not know that those who perform what? And those who attend regularly to the what? You know why when on TV, right, you be seeing seeing people walk up and put money on the... (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm messing with y'all. Has God ever moved on your heart to say, you know what? I don't have it, but you know what? Man, shoot, I'm going to bless my past. Ever since I met this man, I haven't been the same. Paul says, because I worked the altar, I ought to share in what's given. At the altar. Look what he concludes by saying. So also. Verse 14 y'all. I got to close here. So also. This is, this is why I love scripture. You got to read it. You got to read it very carefully. So also what? The who? The who? Who? Now we're talking about lordship. So now what I want to say to you is this. God is the one saying this. What does he say? The Lord what? That those who what? shouldn't have to be building websites. Just shouldn't have to do that. Do that by choice. But those that <laughs> this girl here. Those that what? Proclaim the gospel ought to get what? Does that make sense? 
So when you make the decision every week to say, you know what, you know what, uh, you know what, I'm not going to tie this week because I need to pay that bill. What you're doing now is you're taking from the one who preaches the gospel. And Paul was, this was what Paul was going through. Paul says, I didn't exercise this right over you because me and Barnabas, guess what we were doing? We were hitting, we hitting them streets every day, putting up tents. I'm not saying to you by any wise that I don't want to stop building websites, but all I'm saying to you is at some point, I hope that I could stop doing that and say, God, the church has seen the value in what they have and they've sown into me because they have reaped benefits of the teachings. When Jesus is Lord of your life, you don't have a problem with giving. In conclusion, your tithing at your church will help advance the cause of Christ by bringing souls to the kingdom. At the Vision Church this year, 90 people, actually more than 90 now, it's about 97 people, have given their lives to what? Kids were saved at summer camp, outreach to our community at the nursing home, our school is equipping people to serve and lead in the kingdom. Radio ministry was started and people are being restored back to God. If you stop tithing, Where would those 97 people be today? Stay faithful and fulfill God's plan. When you are tempted to hold back the tithe, remember God's house must never go what? All believers must continue to take seriously God's mandate to fulfill the great commission. They must continue to cooperate together and accomplish their mandate from God. They must continue to what? Teach strongly that tithing is God's financial plan for worldwide evangelization. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight.